day. Thank you for joining us for another episode, or joining me for that matter, since there's no us, it's just me, for another episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm Neil Parks, your host. I am an award-winning author, artist, historian, researcher, and paranormal investigator. I'm actually a veteran of the field. I've been doing this type of thing since the age of 11, and I'm 44 now, so I've been in the game for a while. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a real treat with Halloween right around the corner. I'm already scared. I'm already scared. Randy's already speaking a different language. No, I. Or backwards. Isn't that weird? Some sort of Satanistic. That's how scared. Tongue. My wife is going into. (laughs) Uh, Yes, Loper and Randy here with. Chillicothe's finest, Neil Parks. Yes, Neil. Who is a ghost hunter, who is a man of uh, Sasquatch. He just <laughs> wrote a book that came off, uh, or, I'm, I'm sorry, came out last Friday. It dropped in bookstores, I'm yes. sure online as well. What's it's up, Neil called, Parks? How are you doing again? I was going to tell you what it's called, Blood Alley Stories. Chillicothe makes a book and other creepy tales. <gasps> It's the uh, anthology series where all of us who were involved in the first Chillicothe Makes a Movie project, which was called Blood Alley, came together to write a book that will propel the second story in, in the universe, the sequel to the movie. How scary is Chillicothe? Pretty darn scary. Uh, you consider all the horrible news that has been out for a while now about Chillicothe being like the world's leading uh, ground zero for opiate crisis. This is a nice way to take that negative attention away from such a small, fine community and actually inject something artistic and beautiful into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like scary ghosts. I mean, I don't think so of that beautiful. at all when I think of Chillicothe. I mean, all I can think about is Tecumseh, my friend. And speaking of Tecumseh, there's a uh, theater. The Tecumseh Theater's got a fully interactive Sleepy Hollow experience. I don't know if Ooh, you've heard about uh, that. Oh, no, I now, haven't. I'm from right down the road uh, on 23 from you. And where I'm from, we call it a holler. So I don't know <laughs> if that's a Sleepy Holler. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the road I grew up on was called Bumtown Holler. Uh, it was because the train, wow. the trains uh, went through there at that point, and the hobos would hop on and off and That's set up cool. camp there. So it was called Bumtown Hollow, but that was in Pike County. Uh, with the Sleepy Hollow experience, it's uh, part outdoor drama, part dinner theater. Do they use the Tecumseh stage? Yes, they do. Oh, wow. Yeah, and you get to take part in the actual drama itself. It's kind of like a whodunit thing almost. But it's no Sleepy way. Hollow. It's crazy, like, huh? The, Sleepy like, Hollow That's experience. like the Headless Horseman, dude, right? Yes. Yes, I love that. Oh, so that's perfect. So they, they roll up. With, yeah, so the horses have gigs in the Great. wintertime. I love right. it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at this, Kelly. I mean, they're they really getting these horses working I down there in Chillicothe. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say, hey, those those those. Tecumseh horses are very lazy in the fall, winter, and spring. <laughs> Let's get them working. So, what would I do if I wanted to go? Like, where do I look this up at? Like, uh, you, you would just go to Google, look up Tecumseh Theater, Chillicothe, and you. it gives you all of the, the nitty-gritty bare bones to what you need I to like find. I'm doing it right now. I think they should do more stuff Thank down you, there. Thank you, Neil. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, a few seasons ago, they did a uh, Shakespeare season. Really? Uh, they haven't done that since then, but... 
Uh, the, the new thing is the Sleepy Hollow experience. I'm still waiting for my starring role in whatever they need me. <laughs> you know what's so funny? The most Google thing about it is Sleepy Hollow Tecumseh. So it sounds like he's going to star in it. But <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a twist? Guess what who the headless horseman is? I know. Friggin' Tecumseh. Guess who's back, guys? <laughs> I like it. So you have written a book about uh, new haunts here locally. In Chillicothe, In right? Chillicothe. Mm-hmm. Just in Chillicothe? Do you have any up in this this area, too? I haven't written in, about anything pertaining to Columbus as a whole. Yeah. Uh, the most recent book I wrote was released in 2018, and it wasn't just Chillicothe. It was focused on, it, it dealt with different parts of the world. Yeah, that's right. We talked about it last time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. That's a terrific book. My son read that book. I read parts of that book. All right, so this book, down in Chillicothe, like, where are some of these haunted places? I don't, I don't oh. want to give away all the good juice. Well, but. there's the... Um, Cross Keys Tavern, there's the Guest House Bed and Breakfast. There's Wait, so the Cross Keys Tavern, where's mm-hmm. this at? That's on Main Street. Right on uh, Main Street. What makes it so haunted? Like, you walk in, do you feel it? The thing about so many old downtown properties is the fact that during the flu outbreak of 1918 in Chillicothe, mm. Camp Sherman was camp ground zero for that. So they ran out of room to store bodies of people and soldiers that were dying from this because they weren't properly quarantined and the morgue ran out of room so they were stockpiling bodies oh. in different properties cross keys being one of them the majestic theater being another wow um, even some homes that people live in today were dropping points for bodies and those people at that time weren't clinically dead they were just thought to be dead because of a super low heart rate. I'm not dead so then, yet. Yeah, exactly. And then dead people <laughs> no would be stockpiled way. on top Did of them. Did you hear that ghost? <laughs> that, that is insane. So these people thought to be dead. I mean, that's the real phrase, left for dead, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, I don't want to catch it. And so the, the thought is there's some spirits that obviously aren't so happy about mm-hmm. being left for dead. Lober, you're, right. you're getting it. That's uh, exactly what's it. happening. <laughs> but where are they in the bar? Like, where did you experience this? Uh, the Well, of course, traditionally, the basement. Uh, the basement yeah. of the bar itself, uh, there's a an entity that's referred to as Harold that dwells in this area. And every time you go into the basement area, uh, there's this extreme, like, thick energy that you walk through uh kind of like the fog i drove through today to yeah. get here which i i thought i was going to die seven times right you could literally take a fork into the the fog itself and it would stay put <laughs> it was that thick that's how the energy is in the basement so of this place. when you go into the basement are we talking about a door or like one of those doors that you grab and then you bring up sideways you pull it push it back almost like a dungeon from game of thrones of course you do yeah and What's awesome is the very back part of this basement area is walled up where it used to connect to a tunnel system that goes under the town. I love it. Why is it? Why'd they block that off? That's cool. Uh, because people going down there probably worshiping Satan, allegedly. Or So uh, what, wait, what, what's the underground tunnel system? Uh, well, they set it up uh, initially to put fires out from the ground up because Chillicothe had it suffered from a severe fire uh, issue with uh, buildings catching on fire in the late 1800s. So some of the properties that once had four stories now only have three. And they converted the very bottom story to the basement area to some of these places. And they elevated the ground up and put tunnels through. And they would flush water in to bring water from the ground up to put fires out initially. And then this was also said to be used for the Underground Railroad system. And over time, they decided to wall these sections off so people wouldn't get down there, get lost, get hurt. Wow. That is so interesting. I got all these badass tunnels. You're worried about me getting hurt and lost. (laughs) Like, look out, Jack. I'm trying to explore the tunnels, man. These look awesome. 
So uh, John Davis said he wanted to know if you had any stories about any haunt, uh, haunted serial killer stuff. He said his wife loves serial killers. In fact, she may kill him someday. But <laughs> okay, all right. Had. Well, thanks, John. Any- oh, there's allegedly a guy in uh, the Hillsboro area who was yeah. said to have killed 30-something people. And on his birthday every year, he reveals another victim. And that's what's keeping him out of solitary confinement. And allegedly, the sheriff's department in that area is keeping him in the jail itself, not an actual uh, populated prison. Because he's worked out a deal to where on his birthday, he release, uh, releases the name of a new victim. And his property is said to be haunted by at least 17 victims. That, and he owned a uh, auto body shop, like a garage. And he was killing these people and burying them on the property of the garage and throughout different parts of, of the region. Which was, you said Hillsboro? Hillsboro. Yeah, Hillsboro, wow. yeah. This supposedly happened in the 80s, and he's still alive, and they're keeping him in the county, uh, the sheriff's jail sale, essentially the prison there, not within uh, the regular population currently, yeah. That's the story I've heard. <laughs> I'd like. Can we call them and say, "Hey, so and so there?" Because I'd like to interview? find out what's going on, man. <laughs> yeah, why is that guy not in prison? Yeah, that's really strange. Now, down in Chile, of course, we're talking to Neil Parks, and people can find you online. Where uh, you can find me online, of course, you can go through Google, Facebook, YouTube. Yeah, uh, put in at the Neil Parks, and of course, the at symbol. Everyone should know that by now because it's attached to all emails. Right <laughs> at the Neil Parks, you bring that up, and it'll give you uh, and a complete enclave of, of information about me. All good information, nothing bad. Awesome. I love this guy. And, uh, you know, he's tremendous when it comes to the paranormal world. We'll take some questions from the audience if you guys have any, and we're going to come back and talk more about Haunted Shalagatha down south, <laughs> just on 23. You never knew how haunted Chillicothe could be. You thought you were just taking a trip down south. Right. Little... You thought you were just going to Tecumseh yeah. or to uh, uh uh, you can't even think of anything else. Yeah. You can't even think of anything yeah, else. Because at 9 o'clock, we roll off the sidewalks. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Scioto County Fairgrounds. You don't know what's happening to you. Uh, it, listen, we're going to talk more about this. The book is tremendous, and uh, Neil is a, a local, and he, he knows a lot about this stuff, man. I, I, I have some big Bigfoot questions, too. Oh, happy to answer. I know you are. Look at my shirt. Yes. First, <laughs> I saw Matt's. Yes, he has Bigfoot on his shirt. Hey, in studio right now is a buddy of mine from Chillicothe, Ohio. It's Neil Parks, who is an expert in the paranormal world. What's up, man? Uh, Hello again. Good to talk to you. Yeah, so uh, good to talk to you (laughs) as well, sir. So yeah, Neil, English is my second language. I apologize. You're all about you know this stuff. Like you know, we just went to Carnage this past weekend, which you, you already said you definitely want to do that. Yeah, I do. I there's a lot of haunted attractions I've yet to check out, but I do thoroughly enjoy them. So you like the theatric haunts, and then the actual what you do professionally, so yeah, to speak. I certainly the, do. Uh, real haunts. That is Air correct. Quotes. Yeah. Air quotes. <laughs> ghost quotes, yeah. yeah. ghost quotes. So uh, now the new book is, is called what? And it's all about uh, different oh. haunts in Chillicothe. Well, you were talking about um, Walking Dead before this segment. Yes. And a movie I worked on a couple of years ago actually was filmed in Chillicothe by a large group of us and a production company. And fortunately, this movie uh, went on to win a couple of independent film accolades. It is... Uh, Chillicothe makes a movie, Blood Alley, and we have a sequel we're working on currently, but the book ties into the sequel that I brought to you today. Okay. And it's a collection of Chillicothe being ground zero for a massive zombie outbreak. 
And three stories in this book are um, written by me. The rest are written by other writers and uh, collaborators and the film itself. Um, I'm credited as a screenwriter along with a few other people in the film. Plus, I also acted in the film. Oh, that's awesome, man. Good for you. The second film will be tied up around this book and everything where a huge cover-up has come into play and they're trying to water down the events of what happened in the first movie and everyone's like, oh, it must have just been, you know, someone must have uh, had a flu outbreak or something and it caused hallucinations and it'll go on from there and then a real outbreak happens again and everyone's coming to terms with it and the book acts as a guide for how to survive (laughs) the actual outbreak. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's cool. And everyone that's watching, if they're locals, they're like, I know that place. Yeah. All right. So now you are outside of the paranormal world. You're also super into Sasquatch and Bigfoot. Now, have there ever been sightings of a Bigfoot type animal creature in in the Ohio area? Um, Mostly in Ohio, yes. Uh, There's a huge group in Ohio known as... um, it's kind of like a mutual UFO network. There's also a mutual Bigfoot network in Ohio. (laughs) And... There have been a mass amount of sightings, oddly enough, in the Chillicothe area, which it kind of makes sense because there's a lot of dense forest, a lot of wooded area within Ohio itself that, yeah, you can fly over it with a drone. Yeah, you can fly over it with a helicopter, but it doesn't necessarily mean men travel through that on a daily basis and mess up the habitat. And this whole area of Ohio, especially in Hocking Hills, that area, and the Charleston Pike area of Chillicothe, is a migratory pattern uh, where Bigfoot, or what Ohio refers to as Grassman in the Salt Lake Forest area of far eastern Ohio, uh, they refer to it as the Grassman. Grassman is a great name. Well, the crazy thing, the difference between Bigfoot and Grassman, Bigfoot normally travels alone. Grassman travels in a family. Uh, you've got a mom, a dad, and a couple of kids, maybe a grandpa. Uh, it, it's Obviously, really Grassman's a hippie. That's what a lot of people uh, attribute it to. <laughs> a very tall hippie, though. A very tall hippie who just gave up on shaving altogether. Right, right. But mm-hmm. so, so they think it's some sort of skunk ape that is family-oriented. Yeah, yeah. family Right. Right, they they really and what's funny is with a lot of these sightings, you find footprints, you find strange hairs that have a, a mesh of DNA, and then when they do tests on it, and it always has some sort of a human attribute to it. But then you never find a Bigfoot body. They've never found one where like, oh, Bigfoot had a, a stroke and he's just lying there by the creek. Nothing like that. Whatever happened to Harry? Uh, well, the, the John Lithgow took care of him. Yeah, Harry and the Hendersons was like a great movie. That guy. is one that of the best films ever made. It really was, man. Yeah. And it, it's hard to have legitimate Sasquatch conversations, right? Uh, yeah, without mentioning Harry and the Hendersons, you got to bring that into the fold. Even though it was it was tongue and cheek humor, it, it's really a beautiful film when you see the ending and the hunter who was hell bent on on uh, bagging a Bigfoot ends up befriending Harry and leaves him alone in his natural habitat and decides to no longer try to hunt Bigfoot. And then you see, like, 50 of these same Harrys from Harry and the Hendersons walking <laughs> out of the tree line, right, walking right, away right. from a tree, and they blend in like camouflage. I forgot. Yeah, that is... I forgot about that, It's been such a long beautiful time scene. since I've seen that movie. Yeah. Uh, on with Neil Parks right now, and I'm looking at Grassman, and it's hard to find, like, a legitimate... Okay, so here's, like, what people are saying that the Ohio Grassman looks like. I mean, that's a big dude right there. Yeah. Maybe down in, like, the Shawnee National Forest or something like that. He's kind of like a modern-day Goliath, if you want to get yeah. down to it. He really is, man. Like, yeah. 
He's kind of svelte for a but big different dude. Regions, <laughs> different regions and different types of people or whatever. Um, they all have like a Sasquatch. Yeah. Uh, big their foot. virgin, right? Their yeah. virgin. Virgin. Oh my God. <laughs> virgin I don't know Bigfoot. if they're virgins or not. I don't not. know what their sexual behavior is. The but snowman. Remember the abominable I'm sure they breed. <laughs> I'm sure it's strong. You're right, though, Randy. <laughs> Everywhere, like like we pointed out just a second ago, like in Florida, it's called the skunk ape, and up here, it's called uh, the grass man. Like other and states, what are they, what's Ar- another name for Sasquatch? Arkansas, it's Momo. Uh, it's also the same in Louisiana. Uh, Florida, Where you're from, ape. yeah, Randy. Yeah, Momo. What about when it's really cold, though, the, the abominable snowman. Yeah, abominable snowman, yeti, yeti, yes, you got you've got that. You got yeti. Um, that or uh, what was he called in Rudolph? What was what was he called? Oh man, you're taking me deep yeah, here. I have yeah. no oh, idea. Oh, I can't tell you. It wasn't toothless because that's how to train your dragon. Yeah, that's a dragon. Never mind. Mm. But there's very uh, several different names. I, I so how do you keep the belief though? How do you keep the belief in Bigfoot? Is it something that's just near and dear to your heart from childhood, or do you like when I say, "Hey, Neil," like on a scientific level? Do you truly, if I said, do you truly believe in ghosts? I know your answer would be yes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so on that, I know you too, Rand. Uh, <laughs> on that same, Randy's so right there. Randy's psychic, a lot of people don't know. But anyway, uh, I sense you, that. She has a purple aura. She really does, and she doesn't That's use her it. shirt. That's how we're going to retire. <laughs> uh, anyway. Boy, peripheral vision's I going know. bad today. On, on, Let me move my glasses here. <laughs> on the foundation that you've built your paranormal career, where people trust you and they yeah. value your opinion. Where is your belief in there is a Sasquatch and we just haven't found him yet? Well, you mentioned near and dear to me. Yeah, it's something that I've been fascinated with as a kid. It was early documentaries hosted by like Leonard Nimoy in the 1970s. Sure. And that's what really sucked me in because, you know, Spock's not going to lie. He's not going to make stuff up. (laughs) It's freaking Spock. So. And the fact Kirk, on the other hand. Yeah, I, I wouldn't trust him. He's like a sleazy car salesman. So I look at the Sasquatch, Yeti skunk ape, whatever you want to call it, and I consider the fact that we've only thoroughly explored about 7 to 10 percent of the world's oceans, and there are things that we will never see in our lifetime at the bottom it's of the ocean. It's way too deep, yeah. Way too deep. And it just continues to go, and who knows how far it goes beyond the Mariana but how about Trench. The, how about the creatures that we have seen, where they're like, they are all like stark white and with thought, zero eyes and thought to be extinct yeah. like we think we know everything so you can take that into consideration and then we know more about outer space than we do our own planet and not to mention the fact that we've only thoroughly ca- um, cataloged about 40 percent of all marine life and then you go into the into the woods and the and the forest and the trees and so forth really the planet. amazon i mean like you know uh, there's parts amazon, of the amazon we have no yeah so, um, so you're saying that how could we possibly know without well, having discovered? Well, what discovered? about right here, Mammoth Cave? They haven't even explored all of it yet. Oh, in said. Kentucky, Mammoth yeah, Cave. Yeah, it's so big they yeah. haven't even yeah, been I'd able like to explore all of you. it. That's, that sounds like a lot of fun. Now, one place that Randy and I are planning for the next summer solstice is we're going to make it a point to be at the Serpent Mound. Mm-hmm. Have you explored, and, and, and if so, what are your experiences with the um, Serpent Mound here in Ohio? I actually had an experience at the Serpent Mound. Uh, there were crop formations that popped up in 2003 directly across the street, um, the road per se, from the Serpent Mounds. Now, a month later, a strange geometric pattern crop formation popped up across the road from the Sipe Mounds in Bainbridge. But the first set was in Peebles, and I went there. Okay. And the first time I was turned away because... <clears throat> it's on somebody's personal property? Yeah, it was on personal property. I got to know the woman in passing, and she allowed me to come on her own terms. The other people that were there were like, 
uh, specialists and authorities, ghost quotes, um, and they were saying, oh, yeah, this area is quarantined, we're checking for radiation, we're oh, checking wow. for this, and you know, I waited around, they weren't going to let me on the site, so I came back about two weeks later, and there's no one around, and the woman I know, she's home across the road, there's this huge farmland, and I park into the, I pull into the parking lot of the Serpent Mound area, and it's the outer lying part to where I can just walk across the road to this soybean field. And I'm walking into it, and as soon as I enter, uh, the battery, and, and this was 2003, so it was like a 5 megapixel camera. Okay. Uh, the battery just, it dies. And I don't have a backup on it. And as I step back out to uh, get my car charger to plug it in to, to uh, give it life again, I step out of the formation, and the battery comes back half-life. I step back into the formation area, the, the crop field itself, battery's dead again. And as I'm standing there fumbling with my camera, this voice came from nowhere directly behind me. Uh, someone said, you need to come out of the, the field now, please, and leave the area. And I stop and turn and look, and it's a person dressed in what appears to be a state trooper, not costume, but uniform. Uh, he had the badge, no name tag. And did not have a weapon on him, and he's standing there with black gloves on and uh, aviator glasses, and just standing there with his arms folded, staring at me. And I said, "Sir, I have permission to be here. It's it's uh, not an issue." He says, "It is an issue. You need to leave the property, get in your vehicle, and drive away, please." And I said, "Well, do you have any identification on you? Because you're dressed, you know, you're in a uniform, but I don't." He says, "You need to get in your vehicle. You need to leave the property, and you need not to come back." So I didn't feel like arguing with this guy anymore. He looked like he could probably strong arm me. And as I start to get up and walk past him, he was probably, he was very thin, probably every bit of 5'10". And he had slick black hair, but a very pale complexion. And as I'm walking past him, it felt like it was Schwarzenegger from the Terminator because his head was following me. Yeah. But it felt like he was looking right through me as I walked past him. And I said, okay, I'll leave then. And I get in my vehicle back up and start to drive away and I'm watching this dude in my rearview mirror now mind you the soybean crops are about waist high so he walks off the road after watching me drive away slowly saunters down the bank where I was originally walks into the soybean field and completely vanishes and you never saw him again never saw him again didn't see a vehicle anywhere where this guy could have appeared didn't see any kind of a helicopter that dropped him off did you ever go back no, I did not go oh, back. Okay. At that point, I was like, okay, I've gone far enough. Obviously, I've stirred something up, stirred someone up. Was that one of the most freaked out times you've ever been, like ghost hunting? Because I was all alone. Paranormal yeah. hunting? And you weren't getting cell service out there. First of all, I wasn't getting anything to work. My camera, my cell phone, nothing. And as I noticed dude walking into the soybean field and disappearing, I slammed my brakes, uh, put my brakes on, and I stopped, and I turned completely around to look to get a better uh, idea of what I just saw, and my entire car shuts down at that point. Whoa. And what? I'm, you know, it was like every horror movie so, you see so you're, you're like fumbling is, with your key. It's like, oh, God, This is like oh in God. Peebles? This was in Peebles, Ohio. And I finally get it to turn over. All my stations have been completely reset, like someone unplugged the battery and then plugged it back up. Everything's, the clock's not working, nothing. It's just flashing 12. So I, you know, I Vin Dieseled myself out of there as quickly as I could get. Wow. And as I get to an area that's more 
public. It was like a gas station where there's more people around. I called the sheriff's department in that area and explained that I think there's someone impersonating an officer. He was dressed oh, as so a state trooper. you did trooper. report this. I did report that, and they said, well, there'd be no reason for a sheriff's deputy or a state trooper, especially a state trooper, to be in that area because that's nowhere near the highway. And if you didn't see a cop car... Uh, how did they get there? I said, that's my question. Were they just hanging out in the property? Were they told to stand guard? They said, no, we have no uh, no one dispatched in that area at all. There's no reason for that. So they told me that I, I did the right thing by leaving and I should just not go back. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Wow, that is crazy, man. Wow. Neil Parks, we are out of time. I Always... want to go to the next uh, sighting, though. I know, right? <laughs> it is so cool. So are you down to go with us on the summer solstice? I think this could be a big deal, man. That sounds like a really good time. It you know, that's, that's, uh, it's allegedly what happens is, according to Graham Hancock, he says that at the summer solstice, the snake head at the, at, when, when the sun is setting will actually look like the snake is consuming the, the sun. sun. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, that's the only day that you're going to see it like that. Yeah. And if you have a drone, it's even more money. Oh, I bet that like is crazy getting, with the you drone. Know, the, the picture's even better. Uh, we have a text. Uh, Terry wants to know if you know anything about Moonville down in Vinton County. Oh, yeah. People ask me about that a lot. What is that? Uh, the Moonville Tunnel. Uh, there are two places you can go in particular to get directions. I suggest getting directions to it online. It's a lot better. But there's one gas station. Uh, it's not open anymore, but back in the day when I would go there frequently, it was a Ma and Pa gas station that was very reminiscent of um, Captain Spaulding. Oh, go my there, gosh. So. No. Really? Rest in peace, by you, the way. Yeah, yeah I miss Sid. And... and uh, You'd go, get directions, and he'd be like, "Ah, oh, there's a rusted bus down to the right, and then you got to take a left at the old tree that's been burnt out, and there's a dead bird in there. It was kind of like, <laughs> get directions like that. Sure. But a legit gas station that is there and operates frequently, they give really good directions. In fact, they have uh, little maps there you can take for free, and it'll give you directions on how to get uh, to that area. I believe the name of the road starts with an R. God, I can't remember now. Uh, I never actually drove there myself. I always ride with people because I have terrible night vision. So uh, they normally drive at night. And when you go to this area, it's a tunnel that's been graffitied uh, out the wazoo. There's spray paint everywhere. Of course, people are putting um, spray paint and writing Hail Satan, but they spell it Satin. So <laughs> Hail Satin. I, I, it does I not guess, have the same you know, effect, not. guys. I like Satin. Yeah, Hail Satin. Hail so. Satin. Me too. It's so soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you've got that and all these inverted crosses, just people screwing around, and then you've got local folks saying, oh, Satanists are up there meeting, but that's not So it's kind of like the Mothman thing yeah, in that area. Like a lot of local Ohio, lore. West Virginia. And there's a ghost of a lantern man that Ooh. walks up and down the tunnel who died headless? on the train track. He is said to be headless. Mm, gotta he have my lantern man headless. Lantern man. I know, right? Dude, you are full of it. And when I say of it, all that <laughs> Halloween spirit, I love every time you come in. You're yeah, a great person, your so wife, uh, your whole family down in Chillicothe. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you very much. Everyone okay. support uh, Neil Parks, and uh, they can find you one more time where? Uh, you can find me. My You can get on Google, Facebook, YouTube, put in at the Neil Parks. Okay. Uh, you can also email me at parksparanormal at gmail.com. And I have my own podcast and been operating that since January. Awesome, it's, man. Am I allowed to mention that? Sure, yeah. Anchor.fm slash Neil-Parks. All right, cool, man. We'll get you a link on to uh, our uh, Blitz channel. That way people can check you out, okay? That's great. Hey, thanks so much, Neil Parks, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. 
Hello, kids and adults in the listening audience. I'm Neil Parks, award-winning author and paranormal expert. I'd like to wish all of you a very happy Halloween. You are listening to Big Bad Daddy Wolf's Halloween special on 96.6 The Wolf. If you'd like to learn more about me, then you need to get to Google and search at The Neil Parks or my bookstore website, which is www.lulu.com slash spotlight slash Neil Parks. Thanks. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. And that's all the time we have for today. Tune in next time for more in-depth information, bizarre stories, really weird out-of-this-world current events, and information on where I'll be, what I'm up to, what I plan to do next, what I'm currently writing, and the status of my latest book. Thank you.